Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Asher Marketing Podcast. I'm Anthony Giuliano. My guest this week is MC Lowenstein with Sagent. MC, did I get all that right? Yes, you did. Okay, good. So you just took a new job recently, correct? I did. I started at the beginning of February. Okay. How's that going? It is going well. I have not been the new guy in uh-huh. a long time. Yeah. So it's uh, it's it's been fun. And you're working remote. I am working from my bedroom. So have you met any of your coworkers in the real world? I am meeting all of them next week. Oh man! So are you in, in Detroit? Are you nervous? Are you excited? I am so excited. We're all so excited. Oh, We're good. So excited. Good. Do you know any of these folks from a previous life, or are they all brand new to you? It's all brand new. Huh. Uh, I got involved. With a, a mutual friend. Yeah. And here I am. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to talk more about that in a second, but let's talk about how you ended up there. And from our previous conversation, it is a long and winding road. It is a journey. Yeah. So you grew up in Fort Wayne? I did grow up in Fort Wayne. Okay. And tell us a little bit about what you were thinking you wanted to do, where you went with that, and where did you pivot? Right. Uh, ironically, I did start in sort of the journalism marketing path. Mm -hmm. Um, I went to IU because I got a $500 scholarship going to a yearbook camp at IU. All right. My senior year. (laughs) Yeah. It's the little things, I guess. Yeah. Um, There I quickly realized that this is not necessarily what I wanted to do. Um, I had no idea what I wanted to do. But the perk of staying in-state, my parents said you could have fun summers. Mm -hmm. So I ended up being a uh, camp counselor at a fine arts camp oh, wow. in Maine okay, and created an individualized major oh, wow. from that. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, that's pretty great. Yeah. So yeah. I have an individualized, an individualized major from Indiana University in community education with minors in studio art and art history. I didn't even know one could have an individualized major. I'm learning something new. Okay. Yeah, I didn't either. And yeah. here I am. All right. Uh, from there, I worked as a residence director at a younger scholars college in Western Mass. Okay. Found myself down in Tampa, Florida. Yeah. Working at a children's museum creating curriculum, running a youth program, um, did outdoor experiential education, yeah. facilitated low ropes, high ropes, recreational tree climbing, yeah, all the fun things. Yeah. I worked at a gender-specific nonprofit. Okay. So I uh, know all the differences between the sexes yeah. and how that unravels into being a teenager. <laughs> um, and then I rolled right into being um, the— manager of the youth development program at the Tampa Lara Park Zoo. Okay. And I opened a youth center. All right. So how long were you in Tampa-ish? I was in eight years, perhaps. All right. I was there once. I presented at a conference, and it was super fun. Yeah. I stayed... I stayed in a Airbnb that was actually on stilts over the river. It was super cool. Oh, that is super fun. It was like slanted, you know, 45 degrees the floor, but it was super fun. So... Where'd you go from there? You work at the zoo and then— Right. Well, I, I feel like um, sort of— And you took you took us through a lot in a short amount of time, so lot. good job. Yeah, it's, yeah no problem. <laughs> um, I think one of my proudest moments was there in Tampa. Um, I started a program that was an after-school program yeah. for teens and was replicated in the New Orleans Zoo and okay. the Rochester Zoo. All right. And I ended up leaving for Denver— Right when we were going to take it on a larger scale. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was it was a it was a great it was a great project I worked on, and it gave me a lot to um, 
move from. Yeah. Uh, in Denver, I became a stay-at-home mom. Yep. Um, I volunteered at a um, like a volunteer organization hub in Denver. Um, had a great time. Did the mom thing. Yeah. Moved to North Carolina. Mm-hmm. There. Um, volunteered at schools. Yeah. I saved a community pool. Oh, wow. I did the marketing for a 80-acre organic farm. Okay. And then found myself back in Fort Wayne. All right. So, <laughs> wow. Okay. So, when you found yourself back in Fort Wayne, did you go f- to the to the brewery first? Is that where you were? Or, right. Yeah. So, how do you go from yeah. that to I'm um, a marketing director for a brewery? Right. <laughs> yeah, how do you right. make that switch? So, um, I moved back to to town yeah. um, under some some uh, life changes, circumstances, yes. and hid under a rock for about six months. Uh-huh. Yeah. Meanwhile, um, I was I was using my brother's social network, uh-huh. having potlucks, yeah, various parties, yeah. Uh, I met Paris McFarthing, yeah, um, who was really interested in all of my really random things yeah. that I just mentioned. Yeah. Um, one of the things specifically, I I have put together for the last nine years a women's retreat outside of Denver. Okay. And he wanted to know if I had a business plan for it. Huh. I was like, actually, I do. Yeah. Like, look at this. So he was very intrigued, and I just thought he was really intense. Yeah. Um, one night at a Christmas party, he asked me if I liked beer. Uh-huh. And I said, no, not really. <laughs> and he said, well, I'm opening a brewery. And I said, oh, that's great. <laughs> and uh, he said, do you want to see my business plan? And I was like, no, I do not. <laughs> I don't like beer, and I don't like your business plan. <laughs> I don't, I don't, yes. I, I'm having a drink and yeah. exchanging cookies. I am, I am very intrigued as to how you ended up working for this place. but yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, and at the time, I was, I was uh, trying to do a different avenue through education, and it just wasn't moving yeah. fast enough for yeah. me. And he said, he ended the conversation, he said, hey, why don't you, uh, why don't we connect mm-hmm. and have breakfast, we'll mm-hmm. just chat, and I'll yeah. see if I can connect you with other people. Uh-huh. Great. Yeah. So I came with my bullet list of, you know, what I could bring to the table and uh, what I wanted in my next job. I was ready to, like, tell him all about that and how can you connect me. And instead, he sold me on this idea huh. of a brewery. Yeah. And this is Hop River. And this is Hop River. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in that meeting, we ended up driving to the building. Yep. And at the time, the building was a construction company and the warehouse for Phil's Hobby Shop. Okay. All now, right. being from having lived in Denver um, and done a lot of brewery tours, um, I knew right away this was a great spot. Okay. Of course, I knew the Well Street Corridor from yeah. growing up. I mean, Smokies, G.I. Joe's. Yeah. Um, love the Mexican bakery. Hyde Brothers. Hyde yeah. Brothers, all of it right there. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. Yes, there should be a brewery here. Yeah. Well, and that helps connect a dot in my mind because I saw, I think Paris was just named 40 Under 40, mm-hmm. and he was associated with Hop River and Phil's Hobby Shop. So he's the like, owner of both. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So uh, I sent the obligatory, like, thanks so much. Yeah. Good luck with your ventures. And he said, I really want you to meet my, you know, the co-owner, yeah. Ben uh, Jackson. So we hung out at the Dash. And at one point, uh, Paris turned to bed and said, are we cool enough to hang out with her? And I'm like, <laughs> yo, yo, I drive a minivan. <laughs> like, yeah. what are you talking about? Yeah. Um, and that began uh, me being employee number one of All Hot right. River. Okay. All so right. my, my fingerprints are all over that place. Yeah, and you were there for how long? 
I was there for um, five years. Okay, wow. Yeah. So we're going to get to Sagent in just a minute, but I'm going to take you on a little detour. Please do. Because during your time at Hop River— you during as the pandemic became you know a real thing, you founded to go Fort Wayne, correct? Yeah. And tell us what that is, why you founded it, and the rest of that little piece of your history. Right. Uh, well, I think it starts just a little bit before that. Um, one of the projects we did in opening Hop River and making ourselves known was connect with all the other breweries. Mm-hmm. So we started the Northern Indiana Brewery Association. Mm-hmm. Um, so having that network of really great industry folks to be able to bounce ideas off of is really important. And that has grown, especially knowing the mission of Hop River, being connected in the community. Um, when the pandemic hit, it was a natural progression to have a quick conversation with a lot of the local industry people and say, hey, like, what do we need to do? What can we, what can we do to support each other? And, um, it very quickly became apparent that if we had a, a public Facebook page mm-hmm. that we could communicate really quick privets mm-hmm. during the pandemic um, in a well-oiled way. Yeah. Um, and as you all know, I mean, that has boomed. Yeah. We are how now, many, how we're, many members now? We're almost up to 42,000 wow. people. Wow. Yeah. And are you still involved? I am still involved. I get notifications oh, hourly. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. <laughs> Um, did you envision it was going to be as big as it was? As no it one knew it was yeah. going to be this big. And yeah. we have um, I have four other monitors for yeah. that page, and we are in communication daily. Um, and none of us knew. And one is a random acquaintance from high school. Okay. So <laughs> so I'm going to ask you an, an indelicate question, but I'm curious, and you can you can say I'm not going to answer that. Do you make money off the page? No. Okay. So it's all volunteer. None at all. It's all just goodwill promoting. Good things that are happening, right. and, letting and, the community take the lead. And we have had a lot of those conversations, especially in the beginning. Yeah. We would have business owners say, I want to thank you for doing this, for yeah. help, helping. One in particular um, ended up being my neighbor. Hmm. And hmm. we introduced – I introduced myself and kind of mentioned what we were ha- doing. And he was like, I was trying to give you things because you saved my company. Wow. You wow. saved my company. And I think it's those those stories that – have made all of it worth it. Yeah. Um, we really have com- connected to the community. And there's there's so many ways that that group fuels itself yeah. and generates such positivity here. Yeah. I will say also, there's a lot of work behind the scenes. Yeah. We talk about posts in depth. Yeah. Uh, we, we talk about people and how they are interacting with the larger community. Yeah. And if they need to be if they need to take a time out for a yeah, week or if yeah. they need to be blocked all together. Well, there's a responsibility that comes with it. I mean, you're yeah. convening people and you need to make it a safe space for people to have conversations. And if someone threatens that, somebody's got to do something about it. And we it. also need to make it a safe space for other organizations. Yeah. Yeah. Well, congratulations on that. You know what? When I reached out to you, I didn't even know that part of your story. <laughs> I think it was I looked at your – after we agreed to do this, I looked at your LinkedIn profile and I was like, holy crap. She's the person that started this really great thing. So yeah. there you go. Yeah, it's yeah. been good. All right. So um, how did you get to Sagent? Let's talk about that. Right. Um, so the pandemic was yeah. hard. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Sure. Uh, being in the food industry – and the beer industry has been hard. Mm-hmm. Um, going into the pandemic, all of our managers were the ones that opened the brewery. Yeah. Um, and a year and a half later, almost all of them 
made different choices to leave. Wow. Um, because there was so much different stresses, not not because of the people, but because of the situation. Yeah. Right? Well, and, and I, I think it continues because of, you know, the employment situation, how hard it is to get and keep talent in this market. Yeah. 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 Wow. Okay. So, um, so yeah. So, I, I um, saw the brewery through a lot. Um, amazing things. I yeah. mean, we— I still, I still use it as though it's me and we. Yeah. Um, I definitely still feel a part of it. We hired an amazing new brewer. Uh-huh. Uh, Ian is amazing. He, the beer is just fantastic. Um, we've seen a lot of staff sort of come up and take leadership roles, which has been just remarkable yeah. to see new voices come in. Um, and I think for me, one of the hardest parts was when our chef left and— yeah. I'd never stepped foot in a commercial kitchen, and all of a sudden, I'm hiring wow. new kitchen staff and um, taking a look at a, at the kitchen and the and the fridges and the freezers in a whole new light. Um, it was hard for me, yeah. and I realized that there were certain things that I was excited about and interested in continuing answering those questions and how do we push forward. And then I also realized that there was a time where. The brewery needed a new, yeah. a new look, yeah. a, a fresh voice, and um, so yeah, I started looking out, looking around. All right, did you ever decide to like beer? I did actually. <laughs> okay. All right, yeah. No. What, what kind of what kind of beer did you land on? I am a malty lady. All right, um, I uh, definitely enjoy stouts. Okay, all right. So well, that's a pretty big jump for it. someone who didn't like beer to go right to the stouts. Well, you know, it's it's. It's not that bitter okay. uh, IPA yeah. scene. Yeah, I don't really like IPAs. But I will say, like, I have definitely, I now definitely enjoy being able to dissect the taste yeah. and the flavors and the smell of a beer, and I can appreciate the process. All right. Okay. All right. So so tell us, let's pivot to Sajin. Fascinating stuff, by the way. Very, very interesting. Tell us about the organization, because I'm guessing most people don't know what it is, So, because it is behind the scenes. So right. tell us what Sajin is, what are you doing there, and why did you decide that this is the place you wanted to be? Right. It uh, probably couldn't be more different than mm-hmm. beer. Yeah. Except uh, making beer, there is a back end, right? Yeah. There's the processing, the brewing, and then there's the front end of selling this product to customers yeah. and creating experience. So Sajin Lending— a company that I never thought I would need to know anything about. Yep. Um, it is a SaaS company providing online software for bankers mm-hmm. and lenders for mortgage servicing. Okay. So when you buy, when you receive a mortgage and you get through the origination and then all of a sudden you're receiving your monthly letters, there is a software company that makes sure you get those letters. Okay. So this software works directly with the representatives at the bank. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have part uh, a, a product that is customer-facing. So a lot of it is B2B to C. Mm-hmm. Um, why did I choose this opportunity? Um, I was connected to Sagent, specifically the new chief product officer, um, through a mutual friend, and... The Monday after Christmas, we had a 30-minute chat that ended up being an hour. Mm. And her energy, her excitement around 
the future state, this new direction of this yeah. company was intoxicating. Yeah. Um, she is super human focused. Mm-hmm. She is revolutionary. She came in to completely disrupt mm-hmm. the norm, which is antiquated mm-hmm. as far as an entire uh, industry mm-hmm. in the service realm. And um, talking to her every day, whether it's five minutes, whether it's an hour, or just texting, is the highlight of my day. Oh, that's great. She's well, fantastic. A, a lot of times, you know, what, I, what I've heard from others is that you don't necessarily pick a job. You pick people. Yeah. And you can, you know, sometimes it's immaterial what you're doing as long as you're surrounded by the right people. Yeah. So, Sagent, I think you mentioned this before we hit record, has been around for about 40 years. So what was the business doing before SaaS? Because SaaS is relatively new. So what what was its origin? What were its origins? Right. And and you can say I'm new. I don't know. That's fair. Right. And I'm really <laughs> hoping that my new friends don't listen to this. <laughs> um, so well, from among, my our, understanding, among our dozen dozen lif- listeners, I'm not sure that anyone from oh, Sage is among them. Oh so goodness. Yes. yes. Um, so in the last oh gosh, is it four years? Uh, Sagent broke off from uh, a company called, you know what? I'm not even going to go there. That's fine. I they broke remember. off from a company. They broke off the company, and yeah. they were doing auto insurance okay. and mortgage servicing. Uh-huh. And they were like, you know, we want to focus just on mortgage okay. servicing. All right. The thing with mortgage servicing is that is in, it's it's regulated like crazy, mm. like more than your credit cards. Okay. Right? Um, thanks to 2008. Mm-hmm. However, banks are using systems that were created in 1973. Mm-hmm. So, um, the literal paper, paper and pen approach that many bankers are using does not work yeah. in 2021 mm-hmm. and 22. Mm-hmm. Um, so, providing just sort of a whole new structure and looking at it from a different lens is really what Sagent is is doing. Okay. All right. And what's your role in that? Yeah. So, I... <laughs> So I went from being the director of marketing at a brewery with, you know, 15 people to being the executive administrative assistant yep. for the chief product officer, um, doing what I would consider um, sort of deeper, or I guess more complex things than um, perhaps you would immediately think of an EA. Yeah. Um, upon coming in, I am the point person for a $300,000 rebranding project. Wow. Um, I'm also involved with user design opportunities. Um, I'm helping to create the um, foundation, job descriptions, um, interview questions to create whole new product teams. Um, I think very quickly um, my boss and the staff around realized that I'm pretty resourceful. Okay. And I think you have to be working at a 15-person Brewery. Yeah. So how many people at Sagent? Right. So um, at the moment, we are uh, a little over 300. Okay. But we just acquired a 200-person oh, wow. company. So I'm looking at 500. Wow. Okay. Um, so it's a really interesting time to be at this company that I barely know much about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned the rebranding. Is that Driven by research? How how are you starting down that road? Yeah, it's really interesting because I was thinking about this on the way here. How, um, you know, the, the process of 
coming up with a product and then marketing it is the same whether it's a can of beer mm-hmm. or it's a you know a software product. However, the stakes are higher. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so, what does that look like, and what are the words around it? Yeah. Um, I'm going to tell a story, and I'm going to solve problems. Yeah. How am I going to do it? Yeah. 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 It's storytelling, right? Mm-hmm. And it meets the needs of the consumer. Yeah. Whoever's enjoying this beer, yep. this software product. Um, and so, yeah. So, semantics, right? Like, discovery. Yeah. So, right yeah. now, <laughs> we've just started. We're in the process of discovery. So, yeah. um, they have done a handful, more than a handful, 12 uh, interviews with internal stakeholders. Yep. And then they have reached out and done uh, discovery interviews with six clients. Yeah. Just to talk about, like, what are the interactions? Yeah. What, how does Sagent employees, how do they um, yeah. help see how things ha- are working? Yeah. What, what does that look like? Yeah. And um, how do they describe it? Because a lot of times we marketers can use a lot of really BSE language. It's important to listen to, okay, but how do real people talk about it? And right. how can we reflect that back? Right. Well, yeah. and, and I'm realizing very quickly that, like, every industry has their own language. Yeah, for sure. Right? For sure. Like, even around, I'm going to go meet with you. Let's have a meeting. Let's sync up. Let's have a huddle. Let's check in. Let's have a one-on-one. Let's circle back. Let's circle back. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. it's just hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Um. And thankfully, my team has enough of a sense of humor that they can yeah. rally around my ridiculousness. <laughs> well, good. <laughs> but, well, good. Uh, but anyway, um, so yeah, we're in the discovery phase, yeah. right? And uh, working with a huge branding company, um, we have check-ins every month. Yep. Um, and then we have meetings to hash it out yeah. a couple days later. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I am interested to see how this whole process goes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and for the first probably month working there, I would relate everything back to beer, mm-hmm. everything back to a brewery. Like, yeah. What, how does this? How does this look? How does this seem? Like, oh yeah, it's it's probably when like Paris and Ian were talking about this recipe. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And then oh okay no no actually we're talking about a product development <laughs> but that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, it's a way of making it make sense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So um, so yeah, it's it's really interesting. Um. Yeah, it's just a whole different it's it's transferable skill sets yet I'm learning about content. Yeah. Well, that's great. Well, let's talk about go back to career path, circle back to career path for a second. Right, let's huddle up. You have you have done a lot of different things. Uh-huh. Um, what's the one best piece of advice that you have when it comes to building a successful career? What's something you learn that you think is important for people to hear even if you think it's second nature? What's your best career advice? I think it's important to know your strengths and utilize them, mm-hmm. right? Um, I am a connector. Mm-hmm. I connect people all the time in my personal and professional life. Yeah. Um, because I have been able to connect with different people, I have been able to seize different opportunities along the way. Yeah, yeah, and probably help other people do that too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that really speaks to the Facebook group, right? It's a way oh, of connecting sure. people. Yeah. 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 The, the the thread that goes through my career is community and connecting people. Yeah. Well, that's great. Uh, and very succinctly said, by the way. Thank so you. thanks. Thanks for that. All right. Um, tell me what you think people should know 
And you can talk about Sagent. You can talk about the Facebook group. You can talk about both. You can talk about something else. Something you want people to know about an entity you're connected to that's either underappreciated or a uh, piece of misinformation you want to clear up or something you just think deserves to be amplified. That is such a beautiful, broad question. <laughs> and I should have thought about this earlier because there's this is such a great platform. <laughs> Literally five different things have like passed through my head. Um. Oh my gosh. You want to you want to come I, you back know, to that? I one? I want people to show up. Okay, tell tell me what you mean by that. I want people to show up. I want people to show up in their community. I want people to show up um, with their friends and their family. Um, we have these amazing opportunities every day. But tell me what you mean by show up. Just what does show that mean? up. Okay. For example, my poor neighborhood. I closed on my house April 1, 2020. Oh, okay. Yep. I Amazoned everything, even yeah. toilet bowl brushes. Okay. Um, I had been um, organizing bands for the brewery. Uh-huh. And um, about fall, bands were reaching out and saying, hey, like, you know, can we play there yet? Mm-hmm. And I was like, no. Mm-hmm. Like, we're still being really safe. So I pivoted, right? That's a pandemic word. Yeah. Okay, I pivoted, and um, I ended up having um, communal outdoor concerts in this crazy, really tiny boxes neighborhood um, that I fell into. And it was an awesome opportunity to provide an outlet for the community to gather and for bands to play. Um, And they ended up making actually more money in tips than they would have at our venue. Um, so I showed up. Yeah. I showed up for my community. Yeah. I showed up for um, my musicians, mm-hmm. my local musicians and my neighborhood. Um, it was also a really great way for me to make new friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And not only within the neighborhood, but also with the musicians. Yeah. Two of the women that played, I have brunch with every week. Nice. So, yeah. um, so show up, however that is. Okay. Um, and I think... The challenge for me right now is showing up in a company where I'm fully remote. Yeah. Yeah, where you can't physically show up. Right. Yeah. And it's interesting because just today, right? Just today, um, I sent my boss an email about some insights I had. And at the end, I said, you know, I feel like I'm being bold here. You know, I obviously won't say this this way. And her email back to me was, no, be bold. Yeah. Well, that's great. Be bold. Stand up. Show up. Yeah. All right. So anyway. Yeah. So connect people, show up. Show up. All right. Um, Last question. Yeah. So what is something that you rely on? It could be a tool. It could be a tip. It could be a trick in your work that is important to you that you think people should know about. It doesn't have to be groundbreaking, but something that you think other marketers or anyone for that matter would benefit from knowing about. Okay, I'm going to share this silly thing that I found out yesterday. All right. Um, again, I went from, like, working in an entire huge brewery space to working at this super teeny tiny desk that I painted teal. Um, not knowing if I needed a printer mm-hmm. or not. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, do I use my little notebook? But it was important that the desk be teal. You better believe it. All right, okay. I, I was going to show up and make it my own. <laughs> um, yeah. Do I use my notebook? Like, do I use Post-its? Yeah. So I ended up having Post-its everywhere. Okay. And I was telling a coworker yesterday, 
yesterday um, about my post-it ridiculousness. And he yeah. was like, do you know about OneNote? And I was like, I do not know about OneNote. It's like a Microsoft app, yeah. right? Yeah. And it just is a whole bunch of like little unlo- like filing systems that yeah. you have on one of your, yeah. again, a new thing, yeah. three monitors. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. But one other thing. Um, another, I think, up-and-coming design app that I think people should look at is Figma. Figma? Figma. Tell me about Figma. So Figma is... Um, is it like Canva? It's kind of like Canva, but like it closes the loop faster. Tell me what you mean by that. Um, so like if you need quick feedback from somebody... Yeah. It's like it's like right there. Okay. Like, you know, in a Word document, you have to like save it as this. Or so it shared that, or document. A, so it's a shared yeah. design document. Okay. Right. Um, with, so collaboration tool. Right. Yeah. With a lot more integration so that, you know, you can have buttons that go to this or yeah. to that or a different page. So um, I'm just getting my feet wet with it. Okay. And we're looking at getting a couple licensing to, to try it out. All right. So OneNote, Figma. Teal Desk post-it notes. Yes, please. All right. (laughs) Well, MC, this has been super fun. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. And thanks to everyone who took the time to listen to this episode of the Asher Marketing Podcast. You have to get out of here and go to a baseball game, right? Uh, Track meet. Track meet. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 101, or no, 110-meter hurdles. Oh, boy. In like 40 mile an hour wins. I, I have I have <laughs> thought of all the sports I would be bad at and that's most of them. Hurdles would be a disaster. I don't know how people do it. Oh, I completely fell over the pickleball net <laughs> in middle school. So, like, all right. way to go, son. Alright, so you're off to watch hurdles. Okay, well, thank you very much and thank you to everyone who put up with that digression and who listened to this episode. We'll be back next week with another great guest and we hope you'll join us then. 